In Houston, I'm John Herter. Tuesday, the 23rd day in February. Great as always to have you along, everybody. So in a nutshell, Friendly Experts is a compressed virtual networking accelerator, helping people across industries connect very quickly in a brief, moderated, interactive show format. Kind of like a TED Talk, but with networking. So what's in it for you? Our promise, if all goes well, your curiosity sparked, new ideas come to light, and you may have helped yourself and the other people reach the opportunity faster. Networking has never been more important for your business. So now, folks, help me welcome our guest expert today, Jeff Hogendom. Jeff is CEO of 360 Connect, a company that helps companies solve their largest marketing challenge, finding new customers. He's also co-founder and board member of Uncommon Logic, a digital marketing agency based in Austin, Texas. And that's where he is today. Uh, Jeff, I'm really glad to have you on board. It's great to see you. Thanks for taking time and sharing some of your expertise in digital marketing and online customer acquisition with all the people here that clearly this is an important topic for, for everybody's business, especially these days when not only for the Texas storm, but COVID and changes fast paced all the time. So glad you're here. Could you set the scene for us and tell us a little bit about what you want to share with us today? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. I appreciate presenting here on From the Experts and uh, looking forward to talking with you guys today about digital marketing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen and talk a little bit about 360 Connect and what we do in the digital marketing world, and then some of the challenges that we have. And I'm hopeful that we can get some ideas from you guys and, and brainstorm a little bit. Uh, I've also got Paul Garcia, who we started the company in 2006, and Paul joined in 2007. Paul is Director of Supplier Marketing, which will make sense to you uh, in terms of his role here in a minute. So Paul, if I miss anything, you're my backup. So with that, I'm gonna share the screen and uh, start out with the PowerPoint presentation. So tell me, if you guys can see the uh, screen up. Yep, looks good. So what is 360 Connect? 360 Connect is really a little bit like Lending Tree, but for business to business products and services. So what we do is we bring new buyers and connect them with suppliers, hence the name 360 Connect, who are mostly B2B products and services. So down here at the bottom, well up here you'll see a quote form. So someone would fill out a quote form uh, in an industrial category like forklifts and say, I need a forklift, I need to be new or used, I'm in this zip code, and here's my contact information. This is our typical form, and the way it works is they fill it out, and then number two, we contact them and say, you know, John, do you really need a forklift in Sugarland? Yes, I do. And then what we do is we have up to five suppliers contact John to get that forklift rented, get that project underway. Uh, that is the simple business model and the way it works. Uh, we're in many, many categories. This is one of our industrial categories, which includes modular buildings, mobile offices, storage containers, but we also have financial services, office services, medical billing, security, phone systems, uh, about 40 categories that we're in total across the board. And we've got dozens and dozens of websites, and I'll talk about marketing here in a minute. So the way the model works is for the buyer of the product or service, the service is free. And for the supplier who wants to sell to the buyer, we charge them a fee. So that's kind of how it works in a nutshell. Uh, at any time, you guys are allowed to ask questions. Y'all know the format. You can type them in, or if you want to unmute, yell it out, yell it out. I'll do my best to answer it. So I'm going to go to the next slide here and talk a little bit about 
what's behind the scenes in terms of what happens in making this whole process work. So over on the left, you've got a business buyer. And what we're doing here is we're actually looking for active buyers. We're looking at people that woke up in the morning and said, I need a new phone system for my 50-person business, or I need a forklift for my project. And so we look for active buyers seeking to purchase within a you know, relatively short time window. And then we use a variety of marketing techniques, Google, Bing, email, LinkedIn, Facebook. There's probably 100 different techniques and channels that we use. Uh, I just listed the ones that you'd recognize pretty easily up here. But uh, essentially, we are 360 Connect and the Common Logic. We're not the madmen marketing, marketing guys. We're more like the tech nerds uh, that do marketing. We're like marketing with spreadsheet guys. And so we don't have the same hair. You can see I don't have the Don Draper hair but we know a lot about technology and data, and that's what we use to get customers online, um, you know, not the fancy uh, Madison Avenue stuff. So we, we use that to bring people into these forms. We verify the information, and we match that. So if you're someone that wants a customer that rents forklifts in the 78759 zip code, for instance, then we will send that lead to the supplier. And then it's at that point, whoops, at that point, the supplier would then call the business buyer to try and close the sale. So in a nutshell, that's our business model. That's how we make money. We make money by charging the suppliers on the right to deliver qualified buyers on the left. So the, uh, <clears throat> the challenge is, and the thing I want to talk about with everybody today, is our service works only if the suppliers are successful. So we're sending out about 60,000 business-to-business quote requests in those categories per month. We have about 600 lead buyers or suppliers on the right. And if they call and close, they're very happy with our service. If they don't call or don't close, they're not happy with our service. It doesn't matter how good our leads are. So that's one of our big, our big challenges. And so one of the things I was hoping to talk about today in terms of digital marketing and customer acquisition is how can we... How can 360 Connect better bring the buyer and supplier together? Because if we can bring them closer together, then they close more, uh, they're happier, they expand, they grow their business, and it's a nice positive cycle. Some clients started with us at you know, $2,000 a month and are now billing $60,000 a month, for instance. And that's what we want. We want clients to, to be successful and continue to grow using our program. So today what we do is we have a CRM integration up here where we will bring the leads directly into their CRM so they can call right away. And we also provide tools, training, and mystery shop and things like this, essentially best practices on sales. So these are some of the things that we do to help people. Um, there are other things that we do as well that we're, we're, we're working on right now to try and bring into the fold. So I'll, I'll go through a few of those. Um, we will text the buyer information to the sales reps. So, you know, the email is great and the CRM is great, but text is pretty urgent and it brings things to the surface pretty fast. So we're texting the folks. Um, we are also experimenting with 800 numbers. So we're giving the 800 numbers to the buyers and allowing them to call the supplier directly and we're tracking that 800 number. We're also testing, and this is what Paul is helping with, an e-commerce portal where Instead of having them get called, we just dump them straight into a, a purchasing situation like an Amazon for business. And we're working on that as well. And then two other things, we're also putting in place, this is not in place yet, a 360 Connect driven email campaign 
where we say, you know, John Herder forklifts is the best thing ever. Call John Herder forklifts. He's really great at this. And you, know, you should talk to him. He's in your area. We already gave him your information, but if you want to call him, go ahead and do that too. And then finally, uh, you're, well, that, that's actually that situation, but we're, you know, we're doing both. We're, we're doing the phone calls and we're doing the email drip campaigns. I'll stop now and see if there's any questions or comments. This is some of the things that we're doing and trying to provide the marketing service. To give you an idea of our clients, we have $1.5 billion publicly traded companies and we have mom and pop companies that are maybe $200,000 a year. So we serve a wide variety of businesses, but they all struggle, even the big ones, with making the phone calls and attempting to make the sale. That's our biggest challenge is trying to get people to make the sale. Anybody else have a challenge like that out there in their own business? Does this resemble uh, anything that you're facing? So, you know, Fred speaking, uh, one remark for international business, um, providing uh, buyers information directly to sales reps that are not uh, uh, from your company, uh, you will have uh, major issues in Europe, at, at least with the GDPR um, uh, law in place for confidentiality. Yep, we, we are currently operating in the whole United States and Canada, and we are uh, we're not quite CCPA compliant, which is the California version of the GDPR. Uh, but we think that there's ways for our model to work to get the consents we need in Europe. But you're right, we, we haven't gone to, to Europe yet. They're only in Canada and the U.S. Thank you. So you were talking about the need for speed. And, um, uh, you know, it's interesting to understand the behavior here. So, you know, obviously in, in your model, you have buyers and sellers and they know about each other and they're interested in what they, you know, one has to offer and the other one wants. Why aren't they, <laughs> so why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing it fast enough? What's the behavioral issue there? That's a great question. Yeah, why, you know, you would think that if the supplier is giving it, given an active buyer, someone who's ready to purchase right then and there, you'd think they'd call them right away. But that's just sort of not the way human nature is. They don't, uh, about half the leads that we send out, they never even get called. And the ones that do get called, get called slowly. And, you know, it's sort of like um, anything else, you know, it's like a hot meal. If the hot meal is fresh right then, you want to eat it right then, you don't want to wait 30 minutes or a day, let it get cold. But that's what happens to the buyer when they get cold and the supplier doesn't call them. So hence things like mystery shop, we'll, we'll mystery shop, we'll drop a lead in, it's, it's a false lead, but we track it and, and uh, if, if they call in two hours, we say, listen, the program's not going to work if you don't call in two hours. You have to call, sorry, if you call in two hours, you have to call much more quickly. And uh, the behavior is that in some sense, I think, John, that the, the owners of the business are paying for the leads, but the sales reps are not. And so they don't respect the leads as much as the owners do or the, or the leaders of the company or VP of marketing, director of marketing, et cetera. And so they don't call them quite as fast. There are some companies out there that are hungry, that practice it, and they close at huge, uh, huge percentages. They close at 20% of our leads they close, and they make you know, a lot of money every year on our leads. But uh, by and large, we found the majority really struggle to take action quickly. Training, management. You know. So 
We've got a question from Scott. He's, he's talking about how do you qualify leads and or improve the quality of those leads? Great question, Scott. The way we qualify the leads is we've got a call center here and in Belize, about 20 people, and we call the leads and we attempt to verify the information. So if you call, if you call up and, and the lead says, you know, Scott Dozier, you know, I need medical billing services help. And we call the lead and it says, this is Scott Dozier and this is my company and that all matches, we will send the lead out. And we do that usually within uh, underneath two minutes. So we're very fast. We call the leads right away and we get them out right away. Uh, if we talk to the person, so if we actually reach Scott and we'll say, Scott, tell us about medical billing. How many doctors do you have? And we'll ask a series of questions. We'll augment the information in that lead and then we'll send it out. Uh, we're big on quality. In general, we throw out a third of the leads that we receive because they don't meet our quality requirements. So only about two thirds actually you know, that start on the left, make it over to the guys on the right. So Christina is coming back and she's asking, how do you guys make your, your money? Is it a percentage of sales, a sign-up <laughs> fee? And how much is it to join? What's the deal? Yeah, great question, Christina. So we spend money over here in these areas on Google and Bing and all of our marketing areas. And that's where we spend our money to acquire the buyers. And the way we, way we do is we charge the suppliers on a per lead basis. So let's say it's a forklift lead and uh, I'm gonna get this wrong, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Let's say a forklift lead is worth $40. And so if we send you know, 100 leads, $40, um, you know, there's your, there's your expense right there. You, know, you just charge straight based on the math that came out. Um, so, you know, it'd be $4,000 to that particular client. And so it's only you pay for what you receive, not anything else. It doesn't matter how many you close. However, we are experimenting down here on this e-commerce portal idea that I mentioned. We are experimenting with alternate business models. We're trying to become more innovative because COVID has forced some of our categories I mentioned um, office services, coffee, water, ice, things like that. They, they got killed during COVID. So we've had to make up ground by adding new categories and innovate. There's an innovation session on from the experts a couple of months ago, which I found was really good. So we've been innovating on in many, many ways. So we're actually now having an e-commerce portal, which is more based on the success of the sale. And then we take a piece of that sale. The 800 number is another model. We're thinking about charging or the lead and a phone call. So if your phone rings and you pick it up and it's somebody wanting to buy a forklift or rent a forklift, then we're talking about charging for that phone call as well. Okay, so we've got some different kinds of comments coming in. Here's one, uh, it, it says, is it correct to assume that you're matching commoditized products and services with consumers who aren't loyal to any one supplier? If so, sales reps should devalue these leads compared to the ones that have higher lifetime customer value potential? question mark. That's from Matt Bell, if you look a little further down. Or Matt, yep. if you want to Yeah, you got it, Jeff? I got it now, yeah. <clears throat> um, we, we, sell, um, we sell commoditized stuff as well as highly customized stuff. There are many big brand names in there, but what we're really doing here, and there's a whole other presentation about this we could talk about someday, is we are finding people that are not familiar with the brand already. So if you want to buy a VoIP phone system and you don't know about 8x8 or Nextel or any of these other companies, you don't know who they are. So you're brand agnostic when you start the process. And so our value prop is if you don't know who you're looking for, we're a great place to start because we will match you with qualified suppliers who can serve you in your area. 
So then, so then Edar comes over and he says, well, how does a business buyer know about you as a resource? Maybe you or Paul could answer that. Business buyers know about us in, in terms of our marketing, right? So we, uh, along the lines of all those sort of the marketing nerd part that I've talked about, we have a number of marketing techniques, which I can dive into more detail if y'all want to down at some point. But for instance, if you go to Google and you type in office trailer in Dallas, Texas, you will see William Scottsman pull up and you will see PacFan pull up, two big suppliers in the market. You'll also see 360 Connect and it'll say, fill out one quote request and get five qualified suppliers contacting you. So we're in the search engines, we're in social, we're in email, we're all over content rich websites. We are all over the place. That's our job is to figure out how to find people who are ready to buy. So Nina comes through and she says, well, have you considered dropping the promise that the supplier will actually contact the buyer, just relying on giving the buyers the contact info of the possible suppliers? Great idea, Nina, hello. Um, yes, that's exactly one of the things that Paul is heading up. Paul is heading up this, this last uh, box at the bottom in which we're giving the information to the buyer. We're saying, hey, skip this whole step and just, dial the supplier directly. Since you know, now that we've shared with you that this supplier is a match, just call them straight up and then you can, you can, you can close the sale right there. So, or you can talk to the buyer, supplier right there. Questions can, I, about can I tack on a question? Sorry. Yeah, uh, please. So, I say, so do you, I haven't asked, do you review any of these suppliers so that there's some assurance, like with Home Advisor, you know, you get some insurance that other people like them? Yes, we do. We don't have a certification though. We're not big enough really to afford to be able to do that. But yes, that's one idea, Nine. A good idea would be to certify 8x8 or Nextel or any of the other companies that are on our site using our service to give people that comfort. Uh, we do have trust marks in our marketing. Like we say, hey, we're members of the National Portable Association, Storage Association, for instance. Um, so we do those kinds of things, but um, we, we don't have a specific 360 Connect certification. So Kenley's uh, coming forward. He says, well, what's the main inefficiency in this market that allows you to capture the buyer's eyes before the supplier can? Ah, great question, Kenley. Why does our business model even exist, right? <laughs> And I think it's because marketing is hard. Um, marketing today is a really an analytical and tech as much as anything else. And you have to be very smart and it also changes all the time. So Google, you know, 20 years ago, when we first started doing digital marketing. Google didn't actually exist. We used many other tools and they became big. And if you have to, like many industries, you have to stay up with what's current and it changes every two months. And so staying on top, some of these big companies aren't nimble enough to stay up with marketing changes where we are. And we are just very good at what we do. And uh, that's, that's pretty much all we do is digital marketing. So, uh, and it's very tough to be good at it in today's market with all the digital tools available. So Joe comes back and he says, well, how does 360 Connect capture the buyer who most likely uh, will perform a Google search to locate a company? How, do you, how can you do that? It's a great, great question. We've got a whole team that just sits around doing math and thinking about that. Um, we use a lot of data and a lot of math to think about 
what type of phrase will the user type in? So if I type in uh, something like, uh, you know, cheap forklift, uh, that's going to attract a certain type of buyer versus quality forklift. And so, you know, we, we, can, we can tell how many times somebody types in quality forklift, how many times they type in cheap forklift, and we can construct campaigns around those different things to try and bring those people in. So, I mean, we're just, you know, it's a whole art and science. The digital search and paid marketing is like a, a stock market with 1,000 more variables than the stock market. We have, we have built software customized that, for instance, we manage, and this is like NASA type stuff, right? Think about rocket science, and John Lewis can talk about that. The, we, have, we have built some technology that makes 12 million adjustments per month on our marketing campaigns for one channel. We make, and it's, it's innovative. We, we built the stuff ourselves to manage for the 600 clients in the 40 categories that we're in, but it makes 12 million adjustments per month. So there's really a lot to it. And uh, we could go more, more into depth on how that works, but probably keep it high level for now. But if anybody wants to talk later about this stuff, happy to talk more and go into more depth. So you can see uh, we put the, uh, the first poll out there for people to answer. Um, you can see it rolling in. I don't know if you can. Jeff, can you see that roll? No, you can't. Yep. I forget. I can, see can you see the poll or can you see the, we've got about 35% come through yet. So everybody answer that. So um, we can still take a few more questions before we move on to the next segment. Um, Matt Bell came back with another one. He says, hey, B2B sellers are behind buyers ex expecting B2C style personalized digital marketing. What's your, uh, what y'all's take on that? Couldn't agree more, Matt. You're exactly right. That's one advantage we have is that B2B marketers aren't very, um, uh, aren't very sophisticated. And so that's actually another reason why we exist. Somebody asked the question before, why do you exist? And that's why, because B2B marketers, you know, forklift, Forklift dealers are good at dealing with forklifts, right? They know how to fix forklifts, deliver them. They know which ones work in which situations. They know about Google? I don't think so. So, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why we exist. But consumer marketing dwarfs B2B marketing. It's probably uh, 10 to 1 in terms of the money spent on digital for consumer versus for B2B. So think about like it's maybe even 20 to 1. Think about like mortgages and insurance. Tons of people doing mortgages and insurance, but not very many people doing forklifts. So um, we, that's why we can be a little bit behind them, but still be the innovator in the game, at least within our niche. So, so Andres comes back on a buyer, the buyer experience. He says, hey, once a buyer has dealt successfully with 360, do you think they would be willing to share future buying plans? That's obviously really important. Right? I think that... They, they'd be willing, but will they remember us? One of the things that we debate internally is, do we try and build 360 Connect as a brand in and of itself, or do we just stay a hardcore performance marketing company and find people when they're looking for us or find people when they're looking for the services and products that our, that our suppliers sell? And so I think that you know, we've kind of gone the latter route, not trying to build a brand. We are building content and, and all kinds of helpful things, but to build a brand is pretty darn difficult. So what we've more focused on is just continued communication with past buyers to say, hey, you bought a mobile office. You know, do you need a forklift? You bought 
financial services, do you want office services? And so we'll, we'll cross sell them through email down the road. But frankly, it's a pretty small percentage of our revenue. It hasn't really stuck, but that's a great suggestion and a good idea. So I'm sharing the results that have come in and you can comment on those. Uh, kind of a follow-up from Kenley Clark. He's talking about how does your business model change with the new e-com portal? That's it. Yeah, so the e-com portal idea, we're just purely testing it. And Paul, as I said, is leading that effort. And it's, it's we're one and a half months into it and um, it's going pretty well. There's a lot of learning going on on both sides. And we're gonna go for another month and a half with that, but we are already looking at adding several other players to that model to see if we can do it. But instead of the phone call part down at the bottom, instead of delivering leads, we would deliver revenue. So think about it like, you know, John Herter wants to rent a forklift. Instead, John Herter, John Herter has placed an order to rent a forklift for six months in your system. Which one's more valuable? Right? The sale is more valuable than the, the lead itself. And so that would change our business model in the sense that we would be A, delivering more value, and B, we'd be charging more for that value delivered, a higher percentage of the margin transaction. So uh, just reflect on the poll real quick. Any shockers there? Probably not on the first question, obviously. Please, for those that are the 22%, if you're in the 22% bucket, congratulations. <laughs> How has your budget shifted? About the same and more online and less online. Okay, so mostly the things that people were doing before was working, so. And then biggest, yeah. biggest sales and marketing challenges. It looks like uh, loss of existing marketing channels due to COVID, right? 40%. That's a big one, right? Because if you think 40% of the, the marketing budget has to be shifted to a different place, that's a lot of money to shift. So, so Joe is asking, uh, are, is 360 Connect differentiating between suppliers to help match buyers to suppliers that will provide the correct value proposition? That may be parsing things, but. So I, if I think I understand the question, Joe, you're asking, are we, how are we choosing who gets the lead? Is that the question? Yes. Well, I guess my, my uh, the question I have is if, if, you, if you're doing a search and five forklift providers pop up, how do I, I guess as a supplier now, you just, you just outlined, you just showed me five of my competitors. So how do I, I really, what I want you to do is, is, show my differentiation between myself and my competitors. So my answer, my, my retort back may be, well, if I, if they come to my website, they can show, I can show better how I'm different than the others. And is your service watering that down? If that makes sense. Right. So the, the main, the main um, issue we had when we first started the business was we used to talk about price a lot, Joe, we used to say, you know, have suppliers compete and get the best price. And then it was a winner's curse situation where the supplier that won the deal made no money. They said, well, if I'm not making any money, then why am I buying your leads in the first place? I'm just sort of churning through inventory and, and, and generating revenue, but no value. And so we shifted that to say, uh, there's a lot of things to consider when purchasing or hiring someone to do medical billing services for you. There's, there's these three or four factors that are important. 
and we pulled out price to do with any of it. And we, and we took that all out. Um, but we don't necessarily differentiate. What we do say is on the phone call, if I'm talking to you on the phone, Joe, and I say, hey, Joe, we're going to match you. You're a buyer. We're going to match you up with you know, three voice over IP phone system dealers. They're all very good companies. We've known them for over five years. They can all help you. You're not making a bad choice. The question is, what's the right choice for you? Is it price? Is it reliability? Is it features? And we go through that and let them think about the variables in the decision, but we don't sway one way or another the decision. We just try and educate the buyer so that what we're delivering is not just an active buyer, but an active educated buyer. Okay. We do that through a number of techniques and tactics. Thank you. Okay. So we, we uh, let's go ahead and close that off and let's move to the, uh, the famous FTE ask and give. So this is where we ask our illustrious speaker to, um, you know, ask the audience what, uh, what they can give you and tell them what you want to give back. All right. Thank you, John. So um, I mentioned before that we're in a whole bunch of categories. And here's an example of some of the categories that we are in. And my ask is, if you know anybody that is struggling to grow their business in these categories, uh, Paul and I want to know who they are. So if you know somebody, send them our way. Uh, the give um, what would I be willing to do for you guys? Well, if anybody wants to talk shop about marketing and uh, wants to learn more about some of the stuff we're doing, I'm happy to share that. If you're struggling with a particular problem with marketing, I'm happy to talk that through with you a little bit as well. So uh, the door's open, I think, on the give. Thanks, Jeff. We'll, we'll come back uh, to some more questions in just a second. But first, I'd like to say today's show is brought to you by our underwriters. Alliance Benefit Group, building retirement plans for your business that work. And Entropoint, providers of integrated software solutions for continuous operations and emergency response, protecting what you care about most. Thank you both. So now let's roll right into the leads and needs session. That's just where, uh, as a group networking, uh, we can meet some of you, ask, uh, you guys get to ask some of your questions and we're gonna learn uh, as a unit. So we have crafted three open-ended discussion questions. Uh, Gus, if you will, go ahead and drop them in the box so we can all remember them, but you've seen them before. We put them out there the last couple of days. Uh, and hey, when it's your turn, ever so briefly, just introduce yourself, your business, along with your take on the question. So here they are. First question for the group, what specific sales and marketing tactics have you been using in the last nine to 12 months that's working? What's working out there, folks? Can I get a volunteer? Katie, I, I thought your business looked interesting. Can you talk a little bit about what's been working for, for you all? Sure, happy to do that. Um, our business is we actually supply anything metal that goes on the outside of your house. Um, so for a lot of people, they think of trim. Um, we've actually done a tremendous amount of effort around our siding products. So this last year has actually been a boom year for us. Um, a lot of people doing remodel, home construction. Um, so we have seen record numbers of customers engage with us. The biggest thing we did, um, since I have both sales and marketing responsibilities, um, is when we couldn't do events and we couldn't travel, we immediately pivoted all of our budget into social media and leads for our biggest high profile projects. Um, what we tried to do is not be where everyone else is. So we actually did a tremendous amount of investment into Pinterest 
to try to get to homeowners and architects. Most of our competitors were not on there. Um, so we improved not only our boards and our imagery and what we were showing, but we did a tremendous amount of advertising there um, to try to engage individuals to learn about our brand and our product. So to answer that question, that would be one of the big things that we did. We tried to be where our competitors were not. Always good. <laughs> Any follow-up on that, Jeff? That's a, that's a smart strategy. We have um, one of our competitors uses that. Anytime there's an alpha or beta program on any of the platforms, no matter what it is, they will always volunteer to do it. And they get way out ahead. They learn faster and they get a six month head start. So we start to find those things as well and uh, get in there early. So that's, that's a great strategy, Katie. Uh, Chris, I hope you're feeling well enough. Can you, can you talk a little bit about uh, what you guys have been doing over the last months differently? Chris Siegel, you able to talk? I know he's recovering from not only the storm, but COVID. I don't know if you, you're able to speak or not. Sure, I'll, I'll talk a little bit, but yeah, my voice is still getting healed up. Uh, we're having similar challenges. We're looking to um, take marketing budgets, travel budgets, and allocate them to things similar to this. So this is of interest. And um, unfortunately for large companies or community by decision, so we're still in the information gathering process, but what you're doing is, is definitely of high interest. And I think this is the direction that all of us are gonna eventually go. Anybody else uh, have an experience or, or uh, on that question of what's been working for you? Well, we actually uh, spend more time on personal LinkedIn comments around uh, solutions and technology that can help with contact tracing and those type of things during this environment. We also shifted from the oil and gas into the transportation that has been doing really well. So you, you know, build solutions that can help them, uh, you know, a uh, Uber type breakdown uh, solution that if truckers break down, they're able to get quick service providers to them. So you have to kind of pivot looking where you can get that gold nugget. And that's what we've been doing. Marketing, you know, personal uh, link in around how we can uh, help your company. Wait, remind everybody what your business is real quick. Uh, ITOT solution is in the all and gas, was in all and gas, but we also have a product called ITOT Suites, which is a workflow informed based solution that goes quick to market. So we do, you know, a lot of different things in being able to build products and be able to deploy solutions inside the, the uh, refineries and midstream and upstream. So that's what, you know, that's where our business is. Thank you. So, so uh, any lessons learned about what not to do, you know, and, and any adjustments that you've had to make that may have been uh, that you want to share with anybody else, folks out there? It's the second question. So, and I'll jump in. I mean, Matt Bell with Strategic Peace. So we do business and marketing strategy consultancy. So we're seeing what quite a lot of, uh, and, and exclusively for B2B. So we're looking very much at the uh, the supplier side that Jeff is is connecting the buyers. And you know, hence my comment earlier on that everybody's scrambling to catch up. Digitization is just kind of 
broken like a wave across you know b2b vendors and it's not going back i think if if people think it's a COVID effect and it's going to somehow rewind it's not and the reason is that the buyers are changing and, and buyers are expecting more of a b2c type experience they're expecting to be able to search and research online make their purchases there and i think what jeff's capitalizing on really well is trying to connect suppliers that aren't really putting that information out there very effectively with buyers who are looking for it and and it's a great business model so Congrats on, on getting that rolling. The biggest mistake we're seeing companies making is random acts of marketing. They are dabbling in a bit of this, dabbling in, let's try some LinkedIn, let's try some Facebook, let's try putting some ads here, let's try some of that. And the problem with that approach is marketing is the long game, it's not the short game. You don't get results overnight. And so if you don't stick with things for three or six months, you don't really know what's working. It's a game of experiments and optimization. And so they're quickly concluding that they either don't know what they're doing or that certain channels don't work. And so I think the correction to make, and this is where we're guiding our clients, is take your budget and divide it between two or three things, not eight or 10 things, um, and, and do those things really well. And obviously the strategy is what informs which two to three things to, to choose. And I could, I could spend 45 minutes on that, so I won't. But uh, I think that's the big correction is don't suddenly try to do lots and lots of things Pick one or two and try them and do them well. Thanks very much, Matt. So uh, what about things you're going to be doing differently in the future, people? Uh, how are you going to continue to acquire clients? Any thoughts out there, things that you're thinking about testing or you're already testing? I can, I can jump in. Paul Garcia here with 360 Connect. Um, I, I would say the power of texting. Um, over the last, I'd say, 18 months, we've really developed a, a really strong email marketing system where we've been able to generate on the supplier side between 100 and 150 leads of people that are actively looking our, uh, for our services, right? And um, work really well. But after a while, um, you know, we, we, we saw a decline in lead volume probably by 15 to 20%. And we said, well, why is that? And um, I think somewhere along the way that, you know, we're all bombarded by, by different uh, forms of communication, right? Uh, email, text, uh, phone calls, no longer fax, but that used to be the case, right? Long back, way, way back when. And um, people reacted to those forms of communication differently. Well, what we've learned is that text is, is um, and by the way, if you know email marketing, um, you, you essentially know text. There's a little bit more to it, but, um, it's a behavior thing, right? So that, that ping of your phone is much different than a silent message to your email box that has, let me see, I have 71 unread messages as of right now, right? So there's, a, there's a, um, an urgency to text. And we've already seen just in the last three months of testing clients that uh, were mediocre, getting mediocre results, we added texting to their, their services and immediately they've seen success. So we want to double, we want to double down on that. Paul, these are people that uh, have agreed to be texted, correct? These aren't just random acts of texting. <laughs> correct. Yeah, correct. So through our platform, um, we have, uh, uh, when they submit the lead information, we, we say, you know, is there, you know, do you agree to, uh, you know, um, that you'll get up to five uh, emails and, and texts from our suppliers? So yes, you, you do have to collect that. That's that's one big difference than email. Yeah, that's true. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, we've got maybe just a little more feedback and then we're gonna move on. Any, any other comments on what you're gonna be trying differently? 
Uh, moving ahead. Well, then that will be the last word. Uh, now a word from our underwriters. Like most competitors, you're looking for smart places to spend your marketing and trade show dollars to increase online presence with targeted decision makers and influencers. We just talked about all this. Well, look no further. Don't be random. FTE offers these benefits and more through our three-tier industry-based program, giving you unique virtual channel, your decision makers. It's the long game. You just heard it, folks. Interested in learning more? Talk to me. Gus. Go ahead and send that survey link, would you please? How was the networking today, folks? We're always trying to get better. Hey, are you or someone you know interested in leading a discussion just like we had today, like Jeff led? Click on the survey and give us your responses right now. And FTE belongs to you. It's your community networking platform. Don't forget, follow up with these folks. Connect the dots after the meeting. You'll get a copy of today's participant list after you complete the 30-second survey. Also, use and share the FT network with others you want to build your business with. It's easy. Just forward our emails, forward and click on invite connections to our different events. Well, folks, we're out of time. Join us for our next live show and networking events March 9th. That's two weeks from today. Very pleased, Amy Henry, CEO of Unique Ventures, shares their take on what's happening in clean tech and the investments being made to meet ambitious net zero emission targets. Big, big, big deal. On March 23rd, join us for another member-led B2B cross-industry networking session. Those are always great, more like you just had today. Sign up right now on our website, fte.network. Finally, Jeff, thank you very much and all of you for making this hopefully the smartest 45 minutes of your day. So stay connected and take care, everybody.